Join our global community of travel lovers at zerototravel.com. Zero to Travel Audio Adventures presents Trekking Nepal. Episode 12, The Seasons. In this episode, Samir tells us what the different trekking seasons are like. We discuss camping treks, what you need to have money for, how to get fresh drinking water, and we are treated to some live music and singing. This is our first recording, day nine. We left Shyala this morning, and now we're near Gap. Yeah, and... Um, because outside of Gap, about 45 minutes in a really nice new lodge, and we're in the common room having tea. And I guess I thought of this today because we turned around because of the weather. And since the weather has been such a hot topic for all of us and getting over the pass, I wanted to ask you, because you have 10 years' experience guiding um, for the, the, the main tracks here, Everest and Annapurna and Manaslu, the one we're on now. Um, yeah, it seems the trekking seasons are like March and April and October, November, right? So you've done all these treks in both of these times, and you've been guiding these, Samir. So I guess just can you let us know what the, the good and the bad of each season is? Because I think... That's the first decision people make if they're planning far ahead is when should I come to Nepal to go trekking? It's completely different in October season, which is the main season that's yeah. biggest. The uh, month of October? Yeah, October. And that is start from September, October, November. It's last for three months. Yeah, it's both has a different uh, kind of uh, yeah views and then the landscape is really different um, in September it's more green and it's beautiful everywhere and very nice and in the March April it's so beautiful because of the flowers everywhere and the mountain views are uh, pretty, they are same, mm. but the landscape and then the, the jungles, and it's really beautiful in March, April because that's the time for flower. Yeah, and then, it, and then, it's both uh, flora and fauna are really really nice in. March, April, okay. um, because uh, uh, animal and bird also, we can see a lot of, lots of different kind of birds at the time, because everywhere flowers, they're really happy to play, mm. and then they will get some food in, in the flower also. That's the time for, um, like, uh, Eggs and then mm. make it, uh, yeah, uh, nester, yeah, yeah, nester time in October and November is more um, dry season, okay. but after October, yeah. So, um, like if you're going over these high passes, like Annapurna has yeah. Drongla, 
and we have Larkit Pass on, on this trek, which we didn't make it over. Yeah. Um, like, when's the best chance for people to come and actually... I know weather can be crazy. Yeah, yes. So um, is there a better time? Lots of chances to do the many passes in March, April. Okay. Because uh, that is right after the winter. Hmm. And then that's uh, the snow, s- s- the time of the snowing is getting uh, over. Mm-hmm. And we will be there after winter. It's melting, and then um, is uh, the weather it get chance get a chance to the warm. Yeah, and that's why lots of chances to uh, do the, the high passes. That's why most ninety five percent the expeditions they organize in March April. Oh really? Yeah. So it's are the trails more crowded in March and April? Um, when's the less busy time? March will be a little bit uh, earlier of the season. Okay. So April is uh, same like October. It's really busy. It's busy. Yeah. Or uh, May, end of the May is getting over mm-hmm. the season, and it will be very nice. Mm. Also more. Everywhere flowers and, and less people. The main season is April. Okay, so yeah. a- April and October are the busiest times. Yeah, busiest time. And then maybe less yeah. busy November and uh, yeah. May or, or March, I guess, early. Yeah, too. yeah. Or September. Yeah. What about <coughs> rain? Is one, you know, you said it's dry and we haven't, we had one like super rainy night. <laughs> yes. But you said that was, was like, that was un unusual. Uh, yeah, un unseasonal. Yeah, uh, rain yeah. is uh, is one of the trekking seasons rainier than the other one. Like um, it's dry here now, so yeah. and um, it's November. It's early November. Yeah, uh, September is early September. Yeah, that's still raining. Okay. So if we're traveling, like uh, if we're going to do a trek in Annapurna region. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, rain mm. before because the um, Bokora and uh, Annapurna region is the most rainy yeah. place. Okay. Yeah. In uh, general, that's the most rainy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which month or which season is the warmest? <laughs> warmest? Yeah. Season is May. I mean, we have a long day and then really sunny day. Yeah. Sunshine. Hmm. And then yeah. we didn't have a rest. I mean, oh, go there fast because uh, we have a long day. We can relax, walk slowly. It's May. Yeah. It's very nice. And it's longer daylight. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. At the later in the season, like May and or early, early or late in the season, yeah. is there a risk of some of the lodges being closed? Um, no, no. Uh, not not really. But of course, if you're d- camping, it doesn't yeah, matter. But yeah, it's a depend on the trekking areas. Yeah, but normally doesn't close. They closed in June, July. Yeah. So that is the completely uh, not the off season. Trekking, yeah. Okay. Off season. Camping, trekking on a trail like Manaslu, or I would imagine Annapurna, or one of these trails where there are 
all these places to stay, I think is a bad idea. It seems kind of pointless, really, unless you love to camp so much. And I love to camp. Yeah. I mean, I love camping, and so does Anna Dorta. But you're essentially just camping outside of the tea houses. Yeah, that was the weird thing about it. Because you, it was, I think it was pre-regulated, so you couldn't just like, oh, this is a nice place. It was just right outside where we were staying. Yeah, it wasn't like you were getting off the beaten path and having some epic view that nobody had. You had to stay in the village to get water, to have a place to wash the dishes. The porters carry everything. So to go on a camping trek on this trail or a, an established trail with tea houses and places to stay along the way, because I think that's the experience, partly is just being in the lodging and... Instead of having the meals cooked at the campsite, why not eat the meals that are offered yeah. from the tea house? You give like the, the villages more of an income too to to use them. So I would probably in those areas recommend doing the tea house trekking for sure. Yeah, and, and like it's not like that; it's very luxury eater. So you feel like you some some of the places we stayed felt like we were camping basically. <laughs> Yeah. And we love, again, we love camping. This isn't coming from two people that don't want to camp no. or don't want to be outside. We absolutely love it. But at night in those cold Himalayan nights, even though the lodgings were rustic, wasn't it nice to come in to somewhere instead of having to deal with your tent? Yeah. <laughs> Some other things to know about being on the trail is that you can buy things in the villages. There are no ATMs on the trek. So you have to take all of the cash you need. And we took out a bunch of money. I can't remember exactly how much, maybe $400 or $500, enough to pay tips to our guides and porter. And it's different. So what we negotiated was that all of the meals were going to be included and handled by Samir along the way. So we didn't have to bring cash to pay for each meal. If you have a different arrangement with your guide, you can pay for each meal individually and each night's accommodation as an individual, then you would have to bring more money. So that's just something that you work out with uh, the the guide you take. Or if you're going on your own, you just have to make sure you do have enough to cover your expenses. And the menus are fixed in price. So as you get higher up, it gets a little more expensive, but they're all the same price everywhere. So they have that set up through the government. So they're not charging $19 or something for a mm -hmm. meal because it's you're a weekend and there's nowhere else to go. Mm -hmm. So yes, you will have to bring, you have to calculate uh, just having enough money and then bringing the cash with you. And especially if you want to have important stuff like Snickers and soda <laughs> now and then and toilet paper, yes. which is very important mm -hmm. because... We had to um, buy toilet paper a couple times. Yeah, you need to bring your own toilet paper. So we did, but then we ran out and then that was on the highest place we were and it was pretty expensive. Like, I, like I understand why it's expensive. It should be. But just remember to have some money for... for you. You need toilet paper. That's for sure. Yeah. It is also very important to know that you can get water along the way. We got yeah. pissed off when we saw people using water bottles yeah, because... We had we use water purification. Yeah, for like, like 10 cents or yeah. 25 cents or something, you can get a bottle. Maybe it was small. a dollar. I think I don't think it was like 25 cents. No, it you was a get, super small bottle that you... I forget what like, it was called. Yeah, I don't remember either, but you, you got it at all like the... Um, the 
grocery stores mm-hmm. in, in Kathmandu. Kathmandu. You put two drops in, I think, yeah, and, you and wait, you wait an hour minutes. or 30 minutes. And then you can drink the water. We never got sick of it. There's so no reason to, to bring bottled water no. to go on a trek where they provide you bottled water because it's all just waste. And what they do with the bottles is that they burn them and that's it's terrible for for the or they carry it down again and mm-hmm. that's just why why should they do that so we met a group that we we had the same pace with kind of we started the same day and we walked with them they were super nice people they had booked their trip in forehand and had um guide and porters and every day we saw every morning when we ha- we were having breakfast they were giving a bottle of water each to the group from the guide and then to every lunch and every dinner they got a new plastic bottle every single one of them and it was it annoyed us it was yeah so annoying so every day they at least consumed each one of them they consumed at least three or four plastic bottles we just used um, these drops every day in our bottles they are not recyclable they burn them or they carry them down and probably burn them somewhere else but burning them is it's not good for the environment and also like yeah plastic in general is is terrible so there is no reason for not using the purification the water is is like up in the mountains is awesome like it's it's pure it comes out of uh out of the mountainsides and of course Off like the glaciers yeah so but you need to use purification because of the animals and yeah. everything and the people later in the evening when we were just relaxing in the tea house we got treated to some music by this nepalese guy who played a string instrument and samir was singing Can be just uh, three different tunings. Uh, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, three twins. Yeah. Same tuning, and then there's uh, seven chords. Yeah, every mm. every music has uh, seven chords. Yeah. I mean the uh, different uh, tuning. Yeah. Hi. Thank you. 
that sounds so yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Sounds it's really great. cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The the hard thing. Oh, hey, Bobby. There's no uh, markings, no. so you just need to know <laughs> where to touch it. That's it's a beautiful instrument. Yeah, do How did you do that? <laughs> this is like the bass. professional well, normally <coughs> I I can I saw many with a small one yeah uh, this is it's big you sat on What's the instrument called again? In Nepali, it's called Tungna. Tungna. Yeah, Tungna. In Tibetan, Before this guy had started playing this instrument, he showed us some videos he made. He made a music some, video. <laughs> it was music. Was it his music? Uh, no, it was a song, like a random song. That <laughs> it he was, was a, a random over. song, and he lip synced and created this music video of him rolling around on Think the ground. Battle. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite hysterical. But uh, he gave us a nice moment on the trail when we went into that little room 
where we ate and it was a small room with just a few tables and we were all sitting on the ground on these cushions and he brought in this instrument and I'm fascinated by string instruments because I play guitar and it was really cool to hear another string instrument. He started playing and singing and then Samir was singing and it was just a beautiful travel moment because anytime you get to sit around and listen to live music or just sing along with people or just be present in a very human activity with no screens or anything like that and just to be in a room with people expressing themselves is a very rewarding travel experience, a very rewarding human experience. Trekking Nepal, coming up in episode 13. It's getting sad now that it's coming towards the end. Uh, I had a really rough day personally. My back is killing me. It's been a great way to connect with each other. Talking about little things on the trail and big things in life and everything in between. One thing I would recommend if you're going to do some physical training is to just strengthen your core. I have I had never experienced it before, but I think it was a panic attack, really. This audio adventure series has been brought to you by ZeroToTravel.com. Ideas and advice to help make any of your travel dreams a reality. Join our global community of travel lovers at ZeroToTravel.com. Hey, it's Jason here. If you are enjoying this series, please stop by ZeroToTravel.com slash trekking to join our global community of hikers and discover the ultimate resource on trekking worldwide. You'll also learn more about our upcoming authentic small group walking adventures. That's zerototravel.com slash trekking.